0: Hey, Exchange family, this is Exchanging Stories.
1: I kind of um, stopped praying so much for it, Um, but I think other people um, were praying for us.
0: Well, hey, Exchange, welcome back again to season two of Exchanging Stories. I hope that as you've been tracking along with us you have enjoyed hearing some of the the better stories and more intimate stories of our family and that they've encouraged you in your own walk with the Lord. Today we have some some favorites. I know I say that every time, but Brian and Janine and Bethany Ferguson are with us here today. Hey guys. Hey Brian. Um, so if someone does not know uh, the Fergusons, tell us a little bit about, um, well, I already introduced you, Brian, Janine, and Bethany, um, but how do they how do they find you at Exchange, um, and what kind of things do you guys like to do as a family?
2: We are pretty simple, <laughs> and our lives are filled with Bethany now, so even more simple. But we just um, take walks, the neighborhood, the park. Watch comedies, or Janine loves British mystery shows,
0: (laughs) things like that. And you endure them? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I get into them after a little while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah,
2: pretty simple. We love going on vacations to the mountains. We're from the mountains. Okay. Virginia and West Virginia, so. So you
0: guys have been a part of Exchange since almost the very beginning, like literally maybe a couple of weeks into Exchange, you guys joined... In with us, is that right?
2: Almost the beginning, yeah. We have loved being a part of the family at Exchange, and uh, yeah, uh, I believe it was October 2013, right near the beginning after y'all started at the high school.
0: Yeah, if it was October, then it was literally within week number two or three, <laughs> and um, you know, we've we've laughed about that with some who have endured the high school and the the, you know, the hundred yard walk from the, from the parking lot to the hallway. And then another hundred yards mm-hmm. from the lobby to the auditorium, uh, of a 900 seat, just it's seemingly vacant, uh, worship space, you know, and, uh, the 30 seat aisles that you'd have to work your way into and all of the things. There was a lot of memories there that, that are fun to look back on, Mm -hmm. but we would not want to relive. Am I right? Um, So you guys have, have been a part of our family for a long time and we've enjoyed um, sharing a lot of time and space with you. And uh, you know, we have uh, with us little Bethany May who sits in a, in a car seat right next to us um, in a carrier. And uh, I look at this little baby and You know, I've, I've talked a lot that when I look at her, I see just the goodness of God and I see, um, a miracle, you know, you guys, as we've talked for a little bit before we started recording are in approaching year 17 of marriage. Um, and so to, to welcome a little baby girl, uh, into that family in year 16, um, is, is something that's a little bit different and it was a little bit of a waiting on the Lord to provide her. Is that right?
2: Definitely. It was a long journey, but worth the wait. And like you said, God is good.
0: Yeah. Janine, at, at what point in marriage and in, in life, um, were you hoping to start a family? What was, do you remember that?
1: Well, we didn't actually like pick a certain time to start yeah. trying. I just know that, um, probably like our third or fourth year of marriage, we stopped using any prevention measures., yep. and just because I mean, we said you're never really prepared. We had that talk that you're never really right. at a point when you're actually ready for kids. Like, yeah, but we just knew that God would provide whenever we did. Have them, um, so we just we just left it in God's hands. Um, I don't know. So we yeah, like year three or four. Yeah. We just said, okay, if whenever they come, yeah, <laughs> we're ready, and, and God will provide what we need. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so so doing the quick math, you, you know, you welcome Bethany May, in, in year sixteen, year three, so there's thirteen years of waiting. Was there a spot in those thirteen years where where you lost hope that this would happen?
1: Well, we kinda disagree about this. I, I don't think Brian ever lost hope, but um, I think I did, um, in the most recent years. Yeah. Just um I don't just not feeling or not ex, not expecting it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of, uh, I don't know, resigned to the fact that we're not going to have kids or at least not have them um, biologically. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we've, we talked about, you know, fostering and adoption, but never got to the point where we were pursuing anything Yeah, um, like that. And I just, uh, I don't know. I really felt like I wasn't gonna be a mom.
0: Yeah. And that's you know, that's as a pastor, um that's that's a journey that I've I've walked with several couples of that journey of infertility, whether it's for for years or that that is their journey. And I think, you know, we were careful to say, like yes, Bethany May is sitting in a seat next to us and there's there's a great prize at the end of this story but that's not how every story ends. You know, there's a there's sometimes like we said waiting and hoping and losing hope and hope sometimes hurts, doesn't it? It's like if, if hope is all you have, sometimes hope hurts. Sometimes it all it would almost be easier if you got an answer and you could deal with that answer and, and you said you know, no, this is not going to happen. And then we deal with that, and we move on, we make decisions. But that hope that keeps us holding on sometimes is painful. What What did that do to your faith? You know, as as hope kind of you know comes and goes or dwindles for you. Brian has a has strong hope too. What did that do to your faith through that journey?
2: Along the lines of what you're saying about just wanting to know or wanting to be able to move forward um i think there was a point a few years ago where janine had some testing and was told that she should be able to have a baby and uh i think at that point we were trying to do that decide whether we should move on to adoption or you know what to do and uh, so it is it's tough to like you said to just have the hope sometimes and the hope definitely get weary yeah um but i think of romans 5 5 and even though I'm speaking of christ but hope does not disappoint
0: yeah um, that even though hope sometimes hurts yeah that when we have hope in christ that that ultimately what he says later on is like we we will never be disappointed in christ right you know? and so i think um i think that's a comfort and yet still You know, in in circumstances like that where we seek a good thing, you know, I think seeking and hoping for children and to be parents, that's a good thing. You know, I think that's one of the things that I struggle with sometimes, honestly, in my own faith is when uh, those who love the Lord, love the gifts of the Lord and desire some of those very healthy gifts of the Lord. and, And I said, just wait a minute or No. And so I think that's, that's, that's a whole different story, you know, but I think living life in community and living life with people that help build your faith up in those difficult moments is really important. Were there moments maybe, um, throughout those 13 years where the community around you spurred you on not to lose hope or faith in the Lord?
1: I think it was, um, 2017. Um, that's when I had the testing done and, um, um, I just shared I, cause I don't, I don't normally talk about, um, children. I mean, it's just, just easier if I don't bring it up or, right. um, it's hard enough for, for me to talk about it with Brian. So I don't, yeah. you know, it's not something to really talk about, but in our small group, um, I just shared not a lot of details, but just shared that, you know, some th- God had kids on my, on my heart yeah, and I didn't know how or what or when, or it just, it was, it was just being, you know, brought to our attention and, yeah. um, and I'll, I'll shout out, um, Beth yeah. McCoy, um, she wrote it down in her prayer journal. Hmm. I didn't know this. Um, but after Bethany was born, yeah. um, I sent her a card, you know, cause she prayed throughout the pregnancy and, um, it turns out she's been praying since 2017. Um, and I sent her a picture of Bethany and she texted me where she had my name written down under babies wanted. Hmm. Um, and then, prayer answered yeah um, and she said she was putting bethany's picture there yeah um
0: yeah it's a good reminder to keep praying
1: yes yeah even when um that's one thing i i thought about is that i kind of um stopped praying so much for it mm. um but i think other people um, were praying for us
0: goodness what a lesson there right i think We've talked about this a few times, even in this season of exchanging stories. And Jesse says it all the time when we come in uh, to worship. He says sometimes you walk in and you're ready to sing. you know, And and maybe even some of the songs that we connect with connect with you. And you've just had an encouraging week or maybe even a difficult week. But the song choices kind of just pull your heart into worship. And then there's other times where you come in maybe discouraged, maybe heavy, and you stand there while your community sings for you, right? And I think that doesn't just happen with worship. It happens with prayer. Some too, when we're vulnerable enough to share in those places, Mm -hmm. this is something that God's placed on my heart and my heart's tired of praying and waiting. And you didn't even know, really, that people were praying diligently for you in that time, did you? No, no. But, but I think knowing that there's a community around you who lifts you up, you know, when when you're too tired or too weak or just too discouraged to do, to do that yourself, to pray those prayers yourself. There's a community of believers that didn't give up, and I love that. To knock on the door of heaven and say, God, would you do this? Brian, you got something to say there. Say it.
2: Uh, Something just came to my mind that um, another friend at Exchange Mac that I had been meeting personally with regularly for a while. And uh, I remember it wasn't too long, too, too long before we found out that Bethany was coming, that we were talking and we were talking sort of about our parents and the things of having to take care of them when they're older and things like that. And I think I was struck with thinking we wouldn't have anyone to take care of us mm. when we were older. Just, you know, all the different ways that a child can be a blessing, you know, not yeah. putting that on her. She's got to take care of us one day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just all the different Big ways. Big job of, ahead, Bethany. Big job ahead. thinking yes. of children. Yes.
0: But. you know i think you know it, it children do change the way that you look at things for sure right and i think um looking back now um looking back on those 13 years of the waiting um what what would you say to yourselves you know in year seven of the wait, if you if you could look back now and, and write yourselves a a letter. And, and maybe the, the, the only rule of this letter was that you could not say, wait until then, and you will have a baby, right? Like those, those were the rules. You could not reveal, uh, that if you wait long enough, this is going to come, but you could write yourselves a letter in year seven. What would you say to yourselves?
1: I would just tell myself to be um, uh, to be happier for other people Hmm. Um, because I um, I avoided uh, I didn't go to baby showers Hmm. Um, I just um, avoided situations like that even though Um, I'm so happy for everyone that has a child and I've had lots of friends who've had children and, you know, my brother and sister have both had children and, um, it's hard to describe how happy I am for other people, but how, um, hurt, Mm -hmm. um, that we weren't having that sort of celebration.
0: It's an odd thing to feel two entirely different emotions at the same time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To rejoice with others and also to grieve and to like feel the deep sorrow and want. And I think that's that's very difficult, but I think you know, if if you were able to do that, I'm sure you would look back and say to yourself, "I know this sounds crazy, but but pursue others." like have joy in them, you know, without being able to say, just wait long enough and it'll come, you know, but that's part of community. I think community is being um, there in the, in the difficult times and there in the good times, right? And I think even your willingness to share your desire to small group is a vulnerable place. I, I desperately desire this, and yet it's been a long time. And I don't know that's going to come. So, what was that moment like? What was that moment? Uh, you guys had said you you weren't necessarily actively trying in in all the ways, but um, there's a moment where the it's been 16 years of a wait, and then you you think you're pregnant. Dell <laughs> is a little. Can we have an inside story on that? Like how'd right. that go?
2: Yeah, we weren't going to the extra measures, but we were
1: trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I was just feeling tired, um, just exhausted yeah. for like a week or so. And um, I texted Brian. I said, I don't know if I should take a COVID test because the only symptom I have is tiredness. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, I just don't know what what is going on. I'm just so tired, and then it just kind of dawned on me. Um, well, maybe I should take a pregnancy test.
0: So, did you tell Brian at this point? Yeah, like, I texted uh, okay. him
1: <laughs> and, and told him about this. I said, "Should I take a COVID test or a pregnancy test?" <laughs> 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 <the>
2: strange thing.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so what was your advice then, Brian? Were you? Oh, well, this is an honest question. Were you scared of Janine taking a pregnancy test that it might just be another disappointment in that moment? Or did you say, go for it? You know, I definitely was unsure, but
2: I wanted her to. <laughs> yeah. Excited at the same time that there could be
0: the. The hope of something. Yeah. Like that. Definitely. Yeah
1: we'd only taken a pregnancy test one other time in our marriage.
0: Really? It was only
1: one other time that it was like, Oh, maybe
0: this could be, and that
1: was, um, that was a long time ago.
0: Goodness. Yeah.
1: So it was my, it was only the second time ever taking a pregnancy test.
0: That, That is incredible. So you took the test. Obviously you saw it. Brian, were you there or did you convey that to Brian?
1: Well, yeah, he, he bought it for us and, uh, and I took it, and I didn't read the directions. I just, you know, you just, you pee on the stick, and then you, you find out. Yeah. <laughs> and so it it turned really quickly, and there was one line. I don't know if people listening know how pregnancy tests work. I did not because I didn't read the directions. But one line turned dark really quickly, and I just thought, oh, I'm I'm crazy. I am not pregnant. Why did I take this test? Um that turned really fast it's definitely a no and so I told Brian that I said well there's one line I said and I said well but there's a second line that's really faint why is that there and then Brian got excited because he had read the directions
0: oh goodness
1: <laughs> and I, and he said that's a yes I said it's really really faint and he said it's a yes it's it's if it's there at all it's a yes And I ran out of there and got the direction and I had to read it for myself. Uh, And it was true. If there was a second line at all, it meant yes.
0: That is incredible. (laughs) I love that. So lots of prayers going into the pregnancy and, and, and we still haven't gotten to it yet. I'm going to try to get to it because this is literally one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite moments at exchange and all, and I think maybe, you know what I'm talking about, but I was standing uh, this is after Bethany is with us. You guys are back at church. I'm standing in the back of the auditorium and out of like literally kind of like the, my side ear, I hear you, Janine, introduce yourself to someone and ask, are you, are you this person <laughs> who has been feeding my baby? To me, that is incredible. Somebody had been donating milk and you didn't know them and they didn't know you, but you are part of this family. And they said, we're in this together. Like, tell me how that, tell me how that worked and how that came about. I, I just remember seeing you embrace this person so thankful and meeting them all at the same time.
1: Yes. Um, so shout out to Christy and more. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have, so we have um, an exchange women Facebook group yeah. where people can just kind of share like announcements and prayer requests or things that are going on. It's just, you know, really informal. And um, Bethany and I were having trouble with breastfeeding Um, And we'd gotten some donor milk from the hospital, but um, we were needing more. And um, I just posted on there um, prayers, um, you know, that we could work it out. And then also finding some donor milk to use in the meantime. Mm -hmm. And um, I got a text um, from Christy Ann. She had gotten, I'd put my number in there and she just texted me and Um, She had some in her deep freezer that she had saved and it was still good. So she fed Bethany for her first two weeks um, of life.
0: (laughs) It's so incredible. I I love that story because I remember the embrace that you gave her and just like, I've got to meet you, but I've got to hug you. Yes. You have fed my baby, (laughs) you know, and I love, I love that story. I love what it says about community. Mm hmm and I love sitting here, um, with you guys and with Bethany and just looking at, um, this little miracle, um, that we're, we're really glad that she's part of exchange too. She, she, um, she brightens the hallways up quite a bit for sure. Guys, this has been so good to sit and to hear part of your story and exchange what we've said each time and each week is there's so much more to the story and there's so much more to the Fergusons, uh, than this waiting. I would encourage you to reach out, say hello, uh, extend an invitation for lunch or dinner sometime and sit across the, uh, the table and hear their story, share yours and reflect on the goodness of God. He's a good, good father. And so uh, I hope that as you've listened to this story, your heart has been encouraged, challenged to pray, challenged to be vulnerable with those who can pray for you uh, when you give up hope. And I hope that it's bringing you closer uh, to the Lord that we love together. We'll see you next week. Exchange on Exchanging Stories.